All right, we are up to episode two of the Schwegcast. We made it, episode two. Well, I guess I'm releasing uh, five episodes today, so uh, I guess it's not that big of a deal as I think it is. At least to me, it's not that big of a deal, but I guess it's cool. I'm still on two episodes, and I still got another episode coming, and uh, a couple more coming, so make sure you listen to all these episodes, and uh, you know, and the most important thing, uh, like and subscribe to this episode on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts at. That way we can get the show going. Like always, you know, if you ever have any questions or concerns or anything, and, uh, you know, we can discuss it. I like music questions a lot. I'm a big music nerd. Obviously, that's why I started this podcast. Uh, email theschwegcast at gmail.com. I love to hear uh, anything you have to say, anything. Like and subscribe. You know, do all the things you know you are supposed to do with this podcast. And, you know, in the words of Andy Milanakis, it's my show. You can't tell me what to do. When life hands me lemons, I make beef stew. This is my show. So awesome that I'm still uh, doing the show. We haven't got canceled yet, even though this is an independent show at the moment. So, uh, you know, they can't cancel me. Only I can cancel me. I have the power. I have all the power in the world to do whatever I want with this show. This is my show. You know, it's really cool. All right, so on the show today, I have my good friend Austin Doyle, a.k.a. Eric Foreman, the Eric Foreman of my life. As you can tell, this episode's called The Long, A Long Strange Trip in Austin Doyle's Basement. Basically, I always want to start off with this to, you know, get to know me a little bit more. Um, so I have this weird thing in my mind where I always associate everyone I know with someone from a TV or movie or music or something like that. It's just kind of, everyone's just associated with something. When we get to episode five, you know, with Jonathan Bowles, I make a good allusion to who he reminds me of. So, you know, stick around, you know, make sure you get to that episode to listen to it. Just everyone, my friend Austin, who you're going to hear on the show today, he's Eric Foreman. Uh, You know, it's just like, he's just kind of that goofy kid who's slightly kind of, can be dumb at times but also like not completely dumb but he's a cool dude and like he's really solid and like he's a really good friend of mine and I'm glad I got to see him over Christmas uh when I did when I was back in Missouri to actually uh get to talk to him we got to record this episode and I got to see him and uh drink a beer you know all that good stuff that you always do with your friends you know it's great and uh Austin's a great friend. So, all right, like I said in the previous episode, we are, how many days away? Was it 12 days away from the Grammys, the 2017 Grammys? And so I always want to take a moment to talk about, you know, nominees for that. And so today I want to talk about Best New Artist. And so the nominees for Best New Artist, Marin Morris, The Chainsmokers, Kelsey Ballerini, Chance the Rapper, Anderson Pack. I hope I'm saying that right. I really hope I'm saying that right. All right. And so, um, this one's pretty simple to me. Um, Chance the Rapper, as I've, I've kind of been talking about a little bit in a couple of these episodes, but he is the one of the first unsigned artists to be nominated for Grammys, and he has so many nominations coming up in this year. And so, I am Team Chance because I think the music industry is moving in a direction where... We no longer need uh, record labels, I think, because the internet is a thing. 
like half of the things record labels do is, you know, help promote the artist and then give them loans so they can make their albums and hopefully the album sells and they make it back. You know, we have Kickstarter now. People are recording in their like homes. Like, you know, this podcast right now, at least the moment right now where I'm talking to you, I am in my uh, home apartment studio, you know. We don't need to be going to studios anymore. We don't, that's just, it's a thing. We don't need studios anymore, to per se. Drums are a little different, but in all cases, we don't need studios anymore. And being an intern at a studio, I know how like awful they treat their interns and, you know, like how much money they make for how little they pay, like the people who are actually doing the work there. It's awful. So Chance the Rapper being nominated at all for any of these categories is a phenomenal thing for the music industry. And I am just so excited. And definitely this category, like he's just bound to be a winner. If you name off, like who do you know in this list? It's just to anyone. All of them are going to say Chance the Rapper. He's just blowing up right now. In Coloring Book, Chance 3 is blowing up, and he's going to win it. I'm like, maybe the Chainsmokers have a chance, but like they have one hit that's like in everyone's mind. I guess Paris is coming up, too. I like that song, and I definitely like the Chainsmokers. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like dissing them, but I think of all the people, Chance the Rapper is going to win this category. So that is my thoughts on best new artist even though he's been around for a while and our sponsor for today's episode is lapel yeah rhymes with hell yeah as in give me a lapel yeah they create custom pins and they already have a multitude of other pins already in their arsenal you can check out all their stuff at lapel yeah.com you know i'm looking right now you know they have tons and tons of wrestling pins created by my friend Jonathan Bowles, and he loves wrestling. I always talk about him all the time on this podcast, I've already realized. And uh, it's so many cool things. Too sweet, too sweet me, love wrestling, neck brace, best friends. You can have a pick three lapel. Machordos, I'm probably saying that wrong. Yeah, oh, king. And then donuts and drop kicks. There's like so many cool lapels with this and you can even create custom pins i think sam shrugler project pins might be going through lapel yeah and it's an awesome sponsor to have on the show you want to buy a pin of course you do you're here listening to this podcast and you're thinking man where can i buy these pins lapel but it doesn't stop there you can use promo code sam s-a-m and you can get 25 percent off on your order of lapel yeah pins phenomenal basically the shipping cost is cut out and you get a little more after that to get your pins what a phenomenal deal go to lapel and you can use promo code sam sam and get 25 percent off of your pins and all right stick around and you can hear my chat with the austin doyle and what we have to talk about So you've listened to the new Frank Ocean album, I assume. 
Blonde? Yeah, have you listened to it? A little bit. Dude, I listened to that thing like non-stop. I still pretty much listen to it. Sometimes I get, uh, what song do I get? The second track on the album, I get that stuck in my head like all the time. What about you? I don't think I know the name of the song. The song, let me look it up on, on my celly. But I know I have it on my phone. Now we're getting to, you're one of the first episodes I've recorded. How does it feel as I look this up? How's it feel to be on one of the first be, episodes? Be on one of the first episodes ever. What's the name of this podcast? The Schwedcast. The Schwedcast. <laughs> Does the Schwedcast uh, introduce their guests? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like you're just you're, <laughs> this is like There's my a guy here talking. <laughs> I just... So yeah, how I do the show, it's like I have uh, I try to do it like Kelly Ripa's like daytime talk show, like right now, how she does it, where she just has like a random guest, like as her co-host at the moment, and then. Uh, and then whenever, like, you just gets whoever co-hosting that week, and he's just a kind of a guest co-host. Okay. So. So I'm just guest co-host. Anonymous yeah, this one, guest co-host. It's not like an interview. Okay. So Intervi- interviews are for, like, important people. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. On the show. So, yeah. So what music have you been listening to since you haven't been listening to Blonde? Oh, and the song's called Ivy. Ivy, okay. Yeah, I get that one stuck in my head a lot. I, I don't know why, but I can't stop listening to Life of Pablo. <laughs> So, dude, I love. It's I was so listening good. When I was going from like Nashville to see uh, my parents, I was listening to that. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is more incredible!" Because Chance just did an interview with. Uh, who did he just do an interview with? Uh, oh, don't tilt that up and down. It's just gonna like, like. Okay, sorry. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Austin's just like messing with my audio equipment, just like moving it around. <laughs> like mm, this feels comfortable Dude, i yeah. thought you weren't gonna tell them what my name was oh yeah no i can tell them your name oh, okay. give you some credit to okay. the world this is austin doyle those of you who don't know from like the, the failed austin doyle show on hbo it's like he had a talk show on hbo and it failed <laughs> and so now he's here right now <laughs> it's like almost as bad as jerry springer jerry, well i mean jerry springer's still on so i don't know who's the who's the loser right now in this situation at least i made it on hbo <laughs> Where yeah. did you make it? Uh, what comedy. is this going to be on? Uh, SoundCloud? T- yeah. Oh, since we're talking about Kanye, I got, uh, this is my background right now. Oh, right. So it's like this guy, it's Kanye holding up his hands. It was from like his, the Life of Pablo listening party, I guess. And uh, so like I got it set up to his hands are the exact same position of like my text messages and my notifications. So every time like my mom texts me, he's like, you're a failure. Like Kanye's, <laughs> Kanye's holding, holding up, up the sign. <laughs> He's holding up the sign for the world to hear. Okay, so what's your favorite track off Life of Pablo? I have five, but I think it's Father Stretch My Hands, part one and part two. The The bad thing about, like, part two, though, is I every time I hear Panda now, it's like that's what I think of. Like, yeah. that's, like, my first instinct reaction, which is, I guess, a good thing because my first gut reaction to uh, hearing Panda is Kanye West and not Designer. Yeah. Well, I actually didn't even know what Designer was. I heard the song first through Life of Pablo. And Emily and I were sitting in the car for at least half an hour one afternoon during a commute trying to figure out what the name of the original song was and the person who come up, who came up with the original Panda song. Mm-hmm. And I was mind blown when I realized that Kanye just took that and worked it into his own song. Oh, yeah. I actually... And now Pandas are like not extinct anymore. <laughs> so... <laughs> Thank you, Kanye. Speaking of uh, instinct animals, 
there's like there's this uh, sex crazed tortoise who literally like brought his species of like tortoises out of extinction from having sex extinction. with somebody just random uh yeah it just like he just had a ton of sex and uh, a lot of eggs were laid and <laughs> like those egg laying uh animals i don't know how they go extinct like the ones that like lay multiple eggs at a time it's like i guess the turtle because they just lay like a bunch of eggs at once right <laughs> i don't think i know much you about are, turtle anatomy yeah it's like well yeah that's why i got you on we were talking about turtles I said I feel conflicted because if I was responsible for repopulating the entire earth, I would have to change everything about my life because now monogamy is no longer okay. Like, do you, do you stick to your core values or do you change and sacrifice for the population well, of existence? Well, this is considering that, like, everyone is dead except for, like, a few people. So it could just be, like, me and my wife or... Because it could just be our family. True. I guess, I mean, yeah, but then there's other females. I guess the goal would be to repopulate the earth, and you're the only male, and your seed is the only seed. Your seed. <laughs> Spread your seed. Spread your seed. <laughs> it's the only seed left on this entire earth. I'm looking at Emily's face over there, and she's just <laughs> feeling so she's awkward. She's cringing, yeah. Okay, to be fair, I was thinking, I, I was saying in, just for a warning, when I said my wife, I was like, future tense like if the world is ending in 2025 i'm pretty sure that's what we're assuming emily is dead to you, <laughs> dead to you. <laughs> yeah she's uh emily is our guest audience for today <laughs> i think she's obligationally how here. like this would actually go if this was an actual talk show with like an actual audience you'd just be like one person and it'd be like the guests uh fiance or something like that yeah uh have you watched Last Man on Earth at all? Mm-mm, no. It's uh, Will Forte, so it's like Will Forte style of funny, and oh my god, it's just kind of ridiculous, like, the situations. But since you haven't watched it, we won't go into it. But Chance the Rapper, have you listened to Chance at all? Yeah, oh, t- totally. Coloring Book I've listened to numerous times. Coloring Book, Post Malone, Post Malone's new album, and Life of Pablo have really just been... I think, yeah, those three albums are basically all the hip-hop that I listen to on a regular basis. So, what were you telling me about the Kit Kat commercial earlier today? I just was wondering if, you, if you've seen the Kit Kat commercial, and you were talking about how if, if people are mad about Chance doing commercials, they should start paying for music. Yeah, I know, because, uh, yeah, basically he's getting, that's how he's making some money, because he's releasing his music for free, which is cool. I like uh, free music and all. I don't know. But definitely being in Nashville, I'm seeing the music industry change. I don't know. what Are you, are you seeing anything in uh, in Warrensburg, Missouri, like the music industry, like booming? It, Any it, booms coming on? And... No. No? Oh, okay. Uh, I know. Yeah, I ever like... since Sam Swigley <laughs> left, there's like no music here. I know. Uh, I might be playing a show in Warrensburg on tour, maybe, coming up. <laughs> in the um, We'll wait till all the dates are announced, but that could be a thing. So if those of you listening might be able to hear a little something, 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 if you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, Austin. Uh, so what what have you been up to these days? What have I been up to? Yeah, we literally haven't... I haven't seen you since June of 2016. Right now, it's... It's the end December. of December. Yeah. And it'll, this episode will be out in January. So, okay. What not your, much will change between then. What do your listeners want to know? Everything. Like, at least your deepest, darkest secrets, 
uh, your social security number. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, like that stuff. Right. Do you know? Okay, so one one one, one one, one 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 one. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's very unique. Okay, so I'm looking. You've actually upped your coffee game. I have. Because you actually have a legit gooseneck kettle. We have like the electric one. I do. Yeah. It's like I only have I have like the stovetop kettle one, but I use like another electric kettle too and then like pour the hot water from that into my stovetop one very it's a very weird system i need to get i should just get like one of those straight up electric ones temperature's right though i got the temperature uh working right for it okay. so i mean if you can just eyeball a boiling point you should be fine i, well, I know it's exactly like this doesn't 195 my, my electric one does not tell you the number for the temperature so you really just have to eyeball it the same way you would as a, on mm-hmm. a stovetop um but yeah, working in coffee, you kind of get nice recommendations on deals, and oh, that's good. It's not that hard to find stuff, and we we have stuff in the, in the store. So if I want to use a discount, I can. The store. Oh, the store. Yeah. Oh, Caldi's. Caldi's. You work at yeah, Caldi's. That's not bad. I've only been to the one in Columbia. I haven't been to the one in like, Kansas City. Well, the one in Columbia is nice. It's big, and they have yeah. burritos. <laughs> they have, they actually have a full food actually, menu. Really? Okay. I've never gotten food at the one in Columbia. Uh, we don't have a Callie's in Nashville. You have a lot of other stuff, though. Yeah, we got some good shops. Crema is a favorite of mine. Uh, the Well. Coffee the Well. House. Okay, yeah. never heard of it. That's in Brentwood, though, when I did things in Brentwood. Uh, Wait, what's Brentwood? Brentwood's just like a suburb of Nashville. What's in Brentwood? It's I'm just like... The Well. Rich people. <laughs> the Well's in Brentwood. <laughs> it's where all the richer people... Oh, so the Well means a, like money. So. No, the Well is the coffee shop name. So that's where all the rich people get coffee? No, it's just a cool coffee shop Okay. that does pour over, and so I go there. Uh, <laughs> Revelator, that's in Nashville. I go to that one sometimes. Oh, isn't that based on Atlanta? No. No, because I have broads in Atlanta, so oh. that's the difference. Okay. So... Wait, I was going to ask you, so what do you mean when you say, this is not about coffee, what do you mean when you say that you've seen the music industry changing? Well, it's definitely, because I worked in a studio, and so the big difference would be people are able to, like, record things in their bedrooms, and their apartments. Sure. Like, yeah, like, we're recording this podcast right now in your sex dungeon bedroom. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. Type. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I'm curious because you have an air mattress set out right now. Try not trying to break the subject. Well, my family was here for Christmas, so my brother-in-law slept on that. Nice. Well, actually, not my brother-in-law. Soon-to-be brother-in-law. You know, because oh, Cohen. Oh, yeah. Me and Cohen are friends. That, I just want to put that on the record. Oh, right, because you met him once at a I wedding. met him once at, at our wedding. wedding. Actually, it's almost our one-year anniversary. Because <laughs> yeah, right. the wedding was uh, January first. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, that wedding. January 1st, so uh, me and Cohen are about to have our one-year anniversary, which is probably the second biggest day of his life until his wedding day. Which is March 25th. March 25th, I'll be there. Were you invited? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> so you're not actually friends. I probably I probably wouldn't drive, probably not going to drive. Uh, Seven hours, is that what it is? It's about eight, it's like 500 miles, probably not going to do that for a wedding. Okay. Unless I'm getting, I did for my pal Curtis's wedding, but I'm not going to do that for Cohen's wedding. Especially if it's Caitlin, your sister. Right. That's gonna. That's a big deal breaker for me. The one you lost. The one that got away. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so back to the music industry. Okay. Since we're done with uh, Cohen's portable bed. So wait, how much would people pay to 
go to the studio that you were interning um, at? Well, like, rates are debatable, but, like, I'd say, like, our small rooms were, like, $400 a day. That's the small rooms. Okay. So that's, like, it's, like, smaller than your basement sex dungeon. Okay. But, uh, like, our big rooms, which are, like, the big deal rooms, that's, like, thousands of dollars a day. Just people are just learning how... And it's just, like, with technology and, like, audio equipment getting so much cheaper, it's, like, people are just moving away from studios, and then they also know that, like, they don't have to pay much for their studio album time, then, like, they don't have to worry about making all that money back, and so it's it's a whole ordeal. Do you want to work at a studio? Uh, I'm just a producer, so I work, like, for... So there's, like, engineers and producers, and so... I'm more on the creative side of things, and I tell people what to do. Okay. And then are the engineers actually, like, setting up mics, doing all, like, the stuff that sounds awful. Right. So, yeah. So, so yeah, you're going to be a barista your entire life, right? Uh, hopefully not. It doesn't pay enough you're... for a life career. <clears throat> yeah. I, saw, I know some people can live off of it, but... I mean, if you were roasting and owning your own company. Yeah, I've thought about, like, opening up my own, like, roaster and stuff like that. That would be a really cool idea, yeah. It's expensive. Um, not the not the way I'm gonna start off. I'm just gonna I would just start off really small and then move up from there. Just it's just this is just roasting. This isn't like your own coffee shop. Okay, but you, buying a roaster is expensive. yeah. After the roaster, it's easy sailing from there. Are you gonna like roast out of your garage? You just gonna buy a storage unit? I'd probably yeah I'd do something. Uh, open a window in my apartment or something like okay. that. Just okay. Yeah, because the worst part's just uh, the it smells a little like grass for. Not like grass, grass, like you know, oh, puff, grass, puff, grass, pass, yeah. grass, four twenty, <laughs> pass, uh, and then yeah, it's more like, it's like, it, have you ever roasted coffee beans before or like been around it? Yeah, basically you roast it and it just smells like grass and it's a very strong smell. I've I've been around like because at Java Junction in Warrensburg mm-hmm. he roasts in the cafe, so I've been there when he does it, but I don't know how to roast. I've never. It's not that difficult. Taught. I mean, like. I think like doing getting pour over correctly is a little bit harder than roasting so i think you'll probably you you definitely be like oh this isn't that hard at all okay and most roasters are like pretty straightforward with how they work <laughs> i'm just nodding so i forgot to say cool <laughs> cool cool yeah awesome so what, what's been going on here since i've been gone for six months i want i want to know okay the deets okay um. Well, no one died, unlike the rest of the world. Um. Everyone in our county votes for Republicans, so that's that's a thing. Yeah. This is my first time voting for a, an election, and everyone I voted for lost. That is just sad. <laughs> and I I feel like I was one of a very small percentage that voted for Democrats in my county, so that's the kind of place we live in. Yeah, it's just a small county. Yeah. Well, hey, you're also in a red state, too, so... Yes. At least you're not, like, living somewhere like Nashville, where it's, like... Or, like, Austin, Texas, where you're... Huh, Austin, Texas? Yeah, right, okay, right. you got it? Okay. So it's, like, you're in this, like, really nice, progressive area in a deeply, like, red state. It's just, like... It's very difficult, because it's just, like, everyone, like, you live around kind of has the same values as you, but then you go and, like anywhere else in the state and it's like completely different completely yeah which is really it's really weird and it's really awful for like the electoral college that's just like you know one time win all or whatever like all for one or none for all 
I think that's like the state motto of some state, right? The state motto of what? Like Mississippi? <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you listen to Chance a lot. Uh, Have you listened to Post Malone? Post Malone? No, I haven't checked him out. Tell, tell me about him. So his single, I, I've only been listening to him for a few weeks because of Emily's brother, Andrew, but his f- single that like most people knew about before the album was White Iverson, mm-hmm. the, the basketball player. Um, yeah. It's just catchy. The, the, the album has weird like, bluegrass tunes at some points. It's like reggae, bluegrass. Emily says he's super white, and that's why she loves him. Because he's super white. Oh, right. She likes white rappers. Oh, he has cornrows and a grill. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> his name's Austin, so that's mainly why I like to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's why I listen to Sam Smith all the time. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Told you my career goal is to start a band with Sam Smith and Sam Hunt. We call ourselves the Sams. <laughs> like, I think we could pull this off. So Sam Smith, Sam Hunt... Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, please email me at theschwedcast at gmail.com <laughs> and we can get something set up. Please. Right now. <laughs> because I know we need to get this band started soon if we're going to make it for the next Grammys. Oh, wow. Emily just pulled up a picture. He, I'm trying to figure out who he looks like. He looks like someone I know. It doesn't look like anyone that I know. <laughs> but yeah, he looks like, he look like a man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, has Kansas City been any fun? Because I just drove back through Kansas City today after getting some headshots. So, like, <laughs> dude, like, traffic is so much different in, like here in the Midwest than it is, like, at least in Nashville. It depends on the time of the day, obviously, like most places. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not in the northern part of Kansas City very much, mostly just the plaza. So the, uh, so the way it's laid out, like, from north to south, the river market's in the north, downtown, mm-hmm. midtown. And then you have the plaza, and then you have Brookside and Waldo. And I usually come up from Warrensburg through Waldo, through Midtown, or sorry, through Waldo, through Brookside, and into the plaza area where I work. So I'm Mm -hmm. not really going up to the most packed areas of the city, but there's uh, small highways that get in, that get through the the neighborhoods. Um, Traffic's really only bad at typical times of the day, like eight and five. But the Plaza Shopping District is always packed, so it's impossible <clears throat> to find parking. Yeah. Unless you're downtown. Like Seems like uh, somewhat downtown ish areas all the time. No. Downtown's not that busy, like after f- five o'clock, unless oh. you're in the PL district. Yeah. Because all that. the like finance district area, there's not much going on there. Not during business hours. Math is going on in the finance areas. Math going on. Math yeah. is everything. Yeah. You're not going to have a calculator in the real world. <laughs> Except for on your iPhone. <laughs> Except for now. <laughs> we have all of it put together. I, I noticed, like, Nashville, like, I feel like if you have to go from, like, if you're passing through Nashville versus, like, passing through St. Louis or Kansas City, it's so much easier to pass through Nashville. I don't know. If, if maybe that's just me. Is it smaller? No. it's. I mean, it's, like, a bigger town. It's just, I don't know. Maybe the highways are a lot better. Just, like, they bypass the town a little bit more. Well, if you're going through Kansas City, you either bypass it entirely or you go through it. Yeah. Like through downtown, mm-hmm. by the Sprint Center, by the Kansas City Star, by Bottle yeah. Hall. 
there isn't really a, a way to go into Kansas City without getting through Kansas City. But it's great, though. I mean, you get to see a lot of the things that are part of Kansas City. I think it's sad whenever you are going through a place and you don't even get to see the main parts of it. Mm-hmm. So it's nice whenever, if you're just driving by, you kind of yeah. can catch a glimpse of what the city center is. What, uh, what are the things, so if like someone's driving through Kansas City and they are looking, listening to this podcast, looking listening <laughs> to this podcast, what should they keep their eye out for since you are like, the Kansas City guy oh, who doesn't live in, in Kansas City. So, <laughs> the Kansas City guy who doesn't live in Kansas City. Sure, but works in Kansas City. Um, keep their eye out for it. I mean, if you have time to do things, if, if yeah, they have yeah. time to do things. This is like Tourist with Austin Doyle. Okay. I would really suggest going to Union Station. It's really historic. Uh, it's a like, beautiful monument. And that's where me and Cohen met, so like, oh. it's obviously a big deal. Okay, yeah. Um maybe the historic downtown areas like 18th and vine you can go to the negro leagues baseball museum which oh, why really they gotta cool? be negro because that's what the name of it is okay that's fair <laughs> enough caught you you're not racist okay thank you sjw's uh, to the rescue <laughs> yeah so anyways um 18th and vine is a historical baseball and jazz district and there's a really good barbecue spot down there. Arthur Bryant's you could go to. I would suggest going to really any of the top four barbecue places. There's really good coffee. Um, Kansas City is a nice breakup of local but also corporate restaurants. Yeah. So we don't. There isn't really a niche restaurant other than the barbecue scene. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of smaller places that I like to go to for uh, ramen or. Vietnamese food. All right, so favorite barbecue place. I like Jack Stack. Jack Stack is too formal. Is it? I just don't like going to a barbecue place and having to wear like a cloth napkin. I'd rather go to the. Well, like the one time I had Jack Stack, I was at that was. Oh, at a wedding. Cameron and Emily's wedding. Yeah, that's nice. That was like my big moment of Jack Stack. I think I've only had it like catered. Never yeah. had it like at the place. Right. Well, Jack Stack is kind of like Q thirty nine in the formality. So people who are willing mm. to spend more money. More money for like a business dinner or a family like wedding gathering. Those are good yeah. events for that. But if I'm just going to barbecue with some buddies, I like to go to Joe's because it's mm-hmm. casual. Yeah, Joe's, I would say. Probably the best. So if you're ever in Kansas City, go to Joe's. Call Austin up. His number is no, I'm not giving you his number. Oh. Probably find him on Facebook. Oh, Austin Doyle, at Austin Doyle 15. I'm on Twitter. That's the, his Twitter handle. Hit him up. Uh, yeah. Well, you could come to Caldi's. I... Come to Caldi's. He works. And then make sure you do not tip. Oh, don't tip. This is he actually doesn't want you to tip. He doesn't want to make any only, money. He doesn't want to he make any money at all. He wants to he only makes coffee for himself. Like he just for like his own well being, not for like a profit, not for work, not for anything, just for himself. Right. Right. <laughs> no profit. Just Oh, you'd be proud. I'll just start of, doing commercials for Kit Kat. Kit Kat. I hope you're proud of me. I refuse to eat barbecue in Nashville. Why? Because it's not as good as Kansas City. I'm scared to try it. No, no, I'm sure it's fine. No, it's probably not as good. I mean, it's not going to be the best. Yeah, I know, but like, have. I have, I have to have standards, Mister Doyle. You know, I have to have standards. Okay, have you ever been to Rib Crib? Actually, no. Have you ever been to a chain barbecue restaurant? Yeah. Okay, that is not settling for that or thinking that things like that are good are standards. You can go to any sort of local barbecue pit and it's good. Not. Not after. I mean, it's not going to be the best place in the country, but yeah. But still, once you've had the best, you can't go back. And you, but you have to settle for something if you're going to have barbecue. 
sometimes I just want a brisket sandwich. And if I'm not settling for going to get, like, I don't know, something at McDonald's, like the McRib. <laughs> That's only around for a limited time. This one, the McRib is there. You got to hit it. Yeah, hit that up. <laughs> McRib. All right. So we're going to take a break and we're going to get to our musical sponsor. And when we come back, Austin is going to tell us his favorite sexual fantasy. <laughs> This week's artist sponsor is the Matt Cook Collective. The Matt Cook Collective is an extremely eclectic group of musicians from widely different backgrounds within music, consisting of members living all across the Midwest. They come together to create beautiful, improvised music with roots from modern jazz to hip-hop to avant-garde. I saw these guys back, I think, December of 2015, and they were a phenomenal uh, group of guys to watch play. They're just extremely talented musicians. I played in the our big band at school with Matt and their bass player, Nick, and I always know that they're extremely great people to play with, and they always rock the house every time I play with them. And uh, every time they play, they're awesome groups. They did a Daft Punk cover, uh, and I thought that was really cool. Daft Punk is awesome. And uh, the song you're listening to right now is Underglow by Joel Gordon, and uh, it was performed by the Matt Cook Collective, obviously. And you can find that song on their latest EP, which is on all those streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, you know. And they even have physical CDs, you can find them on that. And they're currently working on a new album that's coming out in June, so go like them on Facebook and go check out all the stuff they're doing. This is Underglow, written by Joel Gordon. song as always if you are an artist and you want to get on this artist sponsor spot you can always email dschwedcast at gmail.com for further info thank you and let's get on with the rest of the show all right folks and we are back can you hear me from here yeah okay (laughs) i'll turn you up a little bit in the monitors all right Good, 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 good. Okay, so awesome. What are 
what sexual fantasies did you want to talk about? What sexual fantasies do I want to talk about? Yeah. Do we want to talk about them if they don't involve you? No. No. <laughs> okay, so all my sexual fantasies involving Sam Schwegler. <laughs> well, most of them involved Sam not having his current haircut. So if... <laughs> If I was to have Sam Schlugler in a sexual fantasy, he would not have the haircut that he has now. But he would have the mustache that he had in 2013. It was 2015. 2015? Oh, no, that's more recent. <laughs> you should have just left it at 2013. I know. Uh, uh, 2013 was, a, was so long ago. 2015? 2013. 2013. <laughs> I know. We're almost two years away from... Another decade. Another decade. Oh yeah. Well, two. We're two years away from President Trump not being President Trump. So let's just keep that in mind. No longer. Four no, years away from that not happening. Please, no more Trump. Dump Trump. Hashtag dump Trump. Uh, uh, all right. So yeah, since you're a friend and you're my co-host, you have to tell a good story involving me. I'm arriving, <laughs> Sam. Because this podcast is about me. This show is about me. It's this birthday is not about you. Okay. Um, well, we could talk about the time that Sam Swigler was uh, flirting with my current girlfriend before she was my current girlfriend at a party, and I was asked to help her get away from Sam as Sam was flirting with her. Wait, you were asked for, like, me to get away from her? Or? I was asked to help prevent it from occurring. <laughs> for, oh, so, wait, I don't know this story, this part of the story. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, so, it was a... It was 2015 in, like, November, probably. Was it a Christmas party? It was some type of party, but there was a lot of people there. It was, like, 100 people. And I I was not dating my current girlfriend at the time. It was, like, a month and a half before. And at the party we were at, Sam was flirting with my girlfriend. Wait. But, but, not, but not, like, in a weird way, but also not before I was even dating her. So it was completely fine. I don't remember this story. You don't remember this story? No, I don't. Okay. So it was... It was. <laughs> I don't don't think I was doing this. So it was... Maybe you weren't. Maybe you were just being Sam. But I was there at this party just doing my own thing. And I was probably smoking some, like, cheap cigar, like, <laughs> a vanilla-flavored, like, blonde. And Emily comes up to me and is like, Austin, you have to protect me from Sam. He just keeps asking me questions and talking to me. And I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, you could you could just talk to him. Like, you could just... Wait, was this a Christmas party? I think so. It was, it was, I think it was a sweater party. Or it might have been one of the parties that you were playing music at. If it was a Christmas party, and the reason why I don't remember it, was probably because I was very drunk, and that's why I don't remember that story. Yeah... I think I do remember it because I was not drinking. Also, I wasn't 21, and I was not cool with drinking underage. So I was definitely more aware of what was going on in the house than most people were. Yeah, so uh, Emily, I have to formally apologize for what I was doing uh, when I was very drunk, uh, like most of my stories. And <laughs> that. So I completely blacked out. I like It was kind of scary that night because somehow I made it home. But uh, I didn't drive, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you, I, and you looked pretty close. Oh, that was the night. Uh, yeah, I accidentally walked into my friend. Uh, 
I just like randomly ran into my friend Caleb's house. Like the door was unlocked and no one was there. I just started wandering around, like looking for each other and stuff like that. So it was really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when I met your friend Caleb, he was at my house at a party that I was like barely even a part of. Cause I was like making drinks for people the entire time. Like people wanted coffee and I was hand grinding coffee beans for like two hours. And I came downstairs and there was a lot of people here and I didn't even know half of them. And Caleb's just chilling on my couch and I'm like, are, are you, are you with someone? Like you're not, they're not, you're not with a girl. Are you with Sam? <laughs> yeah. I like how if it, they're and then not they were with, the last ones to leave. If, if they're, uh, they're not with a girl, they're, uh, <laughs> they're with Sam. <laughs> Well, it was out of like process of elimination because there was a few people sitting next to him and it was you and then two other people who I barely knew. So I wasn't sure if they were with him. Anyways, enough said this guy was at my house and I did not know who he was. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Caleb is episode one. So. Oh, okay. So I don't know what number this episode is, but. It is definitely an episode one. Okay. <laughs> so, sorry. So sorry. Your life is ruined from there. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that apparently. So, like, I asked Austin to tell one story about me, and uh, it's about the time I blacked out. It's you didn't the... black out. Oh, I didn't. I don't remember the night. Okay. I, I pieced it back together. It's only happened to me twice. Okay, I can tell some more stories. So my, uh, oh, okay, okay, this is good. So, and the fall semester of my sophomore year of college. So this is like almost two years ago, or a year and a half ago, and we were playing Cards Against Humanity in Sam's apartment with a bunch of dudes, and one of the people, one of the guys there was our pastor, Josh. Um, who was like a little bit older than he, I mean, he's almost 30. So there were some people at the party that are not, it wasn't really a party. It was like six guys playing cards against humanity. And a few of them might've been three or four years younger than Josh. So it wasn't like weird to have him there playing cards against humanity as our pastor. But at one point in the evening, our friend Logan brought his international student girlfriend. It was his girlfriend who was an international student to play Cards Against Humanity with us, and she barely knew English. And she knew English, but she was Japanese. And so she was smart and intelligent, and, like, you could have a conversation with her. So she was nice to get to know, but when it came to playing Cards Against Humanity, I did not want to be one of the people to translate cards for her. And at one point, she's sitting next to our our pastor, and one of the cards played says the word semen on it. And she's trying to figure out why everyone is cringing and everyone like is kind of like oh like like just let it mull over we don't need to explain this we'll just keep playing and sam says no 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 let me let me explain it so sam <laughs> next to our pastor is trying to explain to a japanese girl what semen is and i was just like i i can't be here anymore <laughs> My life is over. Oh my God. <laughs> all, all, all the, the the reputation that I built of myself of being a somewhat moral, morally responsible person <laughs> is out the door, and then it it wasn't even it, it was bad, but then it got worse because another guy that we're friends with starts trying to help Sam explain it better, 
and it wasn't better. It Wait, was who was the Colin? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, old roommate. I need to get Colin on this podcast. Oh, that would be great. I think we could. We would <laughs> farm roommate stories. <laughs> so yeah, don't don't ever let your friends try to translate Cards Against Humanity for you. Just make sure everyone in the room is speaking English very fluently. Yeah. Oh man, I miss Noriko. So, uh, <laughs> I think if we played that again, I, I don't know. I I would I would I would play it again, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my pastor to be there. <laughs> well, technically, Josh isn't our pastor anymore. Oh right. So we can play. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to be in that same scenario though. Ah. You can't play Cards Against Humanity with your pastor. Like, oh, Sam, I played Cards Against Humanity with my mom last week, uh, see, and she won. It was, yeah, it was hilarious. I'm wanting to do an episode of this where I play. It's going to be a very experimental episode. I want to play like Cards Against Humanity with like a group, and we're just like all talking through our microphones, and that's an episode of the podcast. Oh, that'd be funny. I think I don't know. I like that'd be better than this episode. No, I think this episode's turning out okay. Okay. We're <laughs> telling. So, like, I want to hear. Because the first story you told was <laughs> was what I thought was the first time we met involving another girl. Oh. Oh. But I don't okay, know if okay. you want to tell this story. Of, I, I can tell, yeah. I okay. have a lot of Sam Slugger stories. The first time I met Sam was I was in high school, and I, I lived in the town that Sam went to college at. And I, I went to college in the same town, but I grew up there. And Sam is in a coffee shop. It's like an open open mic coffee shop night. So he was there to play music, and there was a bunch of other people he was friends with there playing music. And I, at the time, I didn't know Sam or his friends, and I didn't know that I was eventually going to be their friend. But I went to this because a girl that I liked was there, and she was in college. So I was a senior in high school, and I wanted to date a girl that was in college. I wasn't like specifically looking out to find a college girl to date, but this girl that I liked happened to be in college. And she was there, and I was kind of nervous because I didn't know anyone there, and I was younger. So I got there and I'm looking around trying to like sit down and talk to her, but I can't because she's surrounded by dudes. And one of the guys there who's like talking to her, and I'm assuming that he's flirting with her, is Sam. And I can't sit like I can't find a place to sit, and so I'm just there like waiting for the night to be over because I never got to talk to her because Sam Schlegeler was in my way the entire time. And I went home and Afterwards, I was still upset, and I was on Twitter, and she, the girl that I wanted to talk to was posting a video of Sam playing music, <laughs> and I was like, God, I hate this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so then three or four years later, Sam and I are friends, and the girl and I aren't dating anymore. She just got married, so. To another person. We both lost that sexual conquest. Oh. Of course, Women aren't material. Women aren't items that you just conquer. <laughs> but it, yeah, we were sexual okay. rivals. That is very true. Yeah, for for a week. And yeah, I, then, think it was a, I think, or at least a month for me. I didn't write any songs about her, so okay. Allie wasn't that important to me. <laughs> oh, you don't have to say her name. Oh, I'll, I'll... <laughs> well, she's married now. It's so like her yeah, life is fine. Like... But that's a funny story, just because I never thought that I would battle Sam Schlegler for a chance to talk to a girl. Ah, uh, yeah. And then have to explain to him, like, talk to him about it at Applebee's later on, <laughs> two years later. I know. I didn't realize we were sexual. I think I didn't like you either after, like, you two started dating. 
and like I hate this guy. And then like <laughs> freshman year, he came to campus. I was I didn't like you at first. I'm like, even though you weren't even dating, I was just oh, like, hey, don't like this guy. <laughs> Fair. And then now look at us now. I'm in your sex dungeon. And yeah. If you didn't know, Austin's really into Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, am I? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> it's like you're really into something, and you think you're like, oh, you must really like Fifty Shades of Grey. What's that? And you just have a bunch of sex toys like the dangerous like gags and stuff like that lying around so what dangerous gags do i have lying around a newspaper and candles Man, you're... <laughs> well yeah the candles are obviously one okay you know what that's for no all right so we're that's our new segment sam explains a sexual act to austin <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't actually too graphic of a thing uh i just think people think it's hot when like someone pours candle wax on them I don't know what that, that is. That sounds painful. And I don't. Oh man, my mom listens to this. She's gonna be really disappointed. <laughs> she's like my baby boy, <laughs> the one that still goes to church is talking about <laughs> pouring candle wax <laughs> yourself naked. <laughs> oh. So yeah. So from sexual rivals to <laughs> friends. And uh, I put my seed into him. I put my seed into Austin. Yeah, and then you wrote me a letter. I know. And you gave me a, 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 a what is it? Is it? It's, um, it's a. Do you know piece the story behind the vase? Well, yeah, you wrote me a letter about the story behind the vase. Yeah. And I never got to give it to somebody, so I think I'm just gonna keep it. No, you gotta, you gotta keep it until you graduate and move out of Warrensburg. But who am I gonna give it to? That's the point. You gotta find someone to put your seed into. Oh no. It's like as I put my seed into the ground. I put my seed into you. Okay. I might <laughs> just keep it to commemorate you. It, you're the fourth person that's gotten to, so. Oh, no. So, you're, the, you're like a fourth generation. It's really ugly. Yeah. My dad caught that in the mail, and he thought it was something that Emily made for me. Oh, no. I, don't, I didn't was, mail it to you. I just put it on your porch. <laughs> I know. But he was the one that picked it up and brought it inside, and he thought it was a <laughs> gift from Emily. And... He was like, "Oh no! If, if if I don't understand why she thinks this is art, <laughs> it's like no, Dad. That's that's from Sam. It's it's ugly." Did, uh, did I ever tell you one of the funniest things involving you and your dad? Okay, I don't know. This kind of just happened. So so you probably know. I think just like awkward is hilarious. Okay. So, it's so like I'm walking I came into your house like for like a bible st- for our like small group small or something group, yeah. like that and uh so like I walk in I see you just in the kitchen so I walk in and you just start staring at me like very weirdly and it's just you're not saying a word you're just like staring not blinking and then Emily starts in on it too and then your dad joins in <laughs> it's all three of you so I'm just like kind of cracking up to myself because I think this is like hilarious, but, but like I know I'm gonna ruin the moment if I like just bust out laughing. So I'm like, hey, "What's up, guys?" And it's like quiet for a little bit longer, and then you just guys uh, go back to your immediate thing. <laughs> we don't talk here; we just stare. <laughs> I don't know, but it was uh, one of the uh, key, 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 key moments of Austin Doyle's dad. Okay. That in my Facebook cover photo. Oh yes, that was great. Uh, my brother sent me a text message with that photo and was like, who the hell is Sam Stwigler? And I just responded, no idea. <laughs> Gosh, Are that you... photo got 200 likes. Did it get? Yeah. Holy cow. How did I like not die? So like... Sam Sam took a family portrait. It's not a family portrait. It's like a church directory photo of mine. 
for, of my family, and I'm in the fourth grade at the time wearing braces, and all my siblings are like in high school, middle school at the time. So my brother had awful facial hair and a really bushy haircut, and Sam got that photo from me and made it his Facebook cover photo. 10 years after the photo was taken. I, it really wasn't so that hard brother, to get. my brother, who's like an adult, <laughs> all my siblings who are grown-ups are getting Facebook <laughs> notifications because the guy that they don't know <laughs> put it on this Facebook page. No, it's only up to like 100 likes. Oh. Really? I thought it, but there's a million comments. a lot, though. Yeah. Jeez, that's so weird. This is <laughs> Virginia Keeling. That's my aunt. <laughs> this is one of those family pictures where a story is missing. And I commented, I replied to all of these. And then my, my reply was, but it's oh so precious. <laughs> and then Mitch Granger. <laughs> that's my youth Love pastor. it. And I said, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, all these people these know. <laughs> Melanie Sharp commented, I remember this picture being in the church directory. I replied, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was and, the only one in that photo that was completely proud of what he was doing. I had a Manu Ginobili Spurs <laughs> basketball jersey on for a church directory photo that most people have their kids wear ties for. And my dad, who was a pastor at the church, let me wear a basketball jersey. It was great. I'm really proud of you, Austin. Thank you. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. I just love how uh, easily it was to get you to send it to me. Hey, Austin, can you send me that photo? Yeah, sure. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, like, send it to me without even thinking about it. Like, no other friend. Like, Micah, he, like, specifically put, like, a passcode on his phone because of me. Because of Like, you. no other reason but because <laughs> of me. Now we live, like, 500 miles apart, and he still has a passcode on his phone. <laughs> like, Mike, you know Sam's not going to be here, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but he's just, he's like, you never know. But basically what I learned is that, like, Siri, like, if you just say, hey, Siri, text so-and-so, and so it's always, you know, oh, Siri just, like, opened up, because I have, hey, Siri, open up on this. See, like, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, and you can send text messages that way, even if it's locked. So Micah's like, how would you do this? And so, like, I don't even need his passcode anymore. I can, I know how to do anything. So, uh, yeah, we're getting ready to close it up. Austin, do you have any last final words to say? Yeah, I still don't know what this podcast is about. Does, does that matter? No. Because I'm just the guest. I'm just the guest. I'm the host. I am the Kelly Ripa. Well, this is the first time I've ever been on a podcast, so it's a, a good first first time. Pop I'll, the I'll, cherry. I, I would do it again. <laughs> Man, you really don't like that term. Or you don't understand it, or... Do you not understand it? You just shrugged like you're not saying anything. <laughs> Maybe leave that up for you to decide. Uh. Mm. Okay, well, for anyone who hasn't listened to Life of Pablo, I'm sorry that you have missed out for so long. Yeah. And if you're still not paying for music, shame on you. And on that note, thank you, Austin, for co-hosting with me today. Thank you for listening. Uh, remember, you can send me any of your questions at theschwegcast at gmail.com. And you can always check out more at samschwegomusic.com slash schwegcast. And as always, remember to stay awesome. Mm-hmm.